Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Today, we are going to talk about a story that is making the news rounds right now about a topic that everyone has an opinion about one way or the other, reclining seats on a plane. Oh boy, hot topic. So very recently, a woman named Wendy Williams posted this story online about a flight that she was recently on, and it's since gone viral. And basically, very long story short, this woman was on an American Airlines flight, and she said that she was in the second seat before last on the plane, so the second row before last. You know how there's the bathrooms, a row that can't recline, and then a row in front of that. She was on the row in front of that, and she was sitting in the seat, and she reclined her seat. And the man sitting behind her was unable to recline his seat. So he asked her to put it up when he was eating and she obliged. She raised the seat back up. And when he was finished eating, she reclined her seat. And it was at this point that he started repeatedly punching her seat in frustration because he was not happy that she reclined her seat. So Wendy called for a flight attendant to intervene and the flight attendant rolled her eyes and then offered the guy that was punching her seat, she offered him a drink, (laughs) a mixed drink, a cocktail. She didn't ask him to stop punching Wendy's seat. She asked him, she instead offered him a cocktail for his discomfort. So Wendy has since said that she has suffered whiplash from the quote assault of him punching her seats repeatedly at this point she proceeds to pull out her phone and start recording homeboy punching the back of her seat so she says as a result she's got whiplash a cervical disc in her spine that wasn't fused and now she's suffering headaches hasn't been able to go to work as the end of result. So she has lost wages from this incident. She has gotten x-rays. This has been a very expensive, traumatic event for her. And she is considering calling the FBI to press charges against this man. Oh, child, believe me when I say the Karen of it all. The Karen of it all. So... This situation apparently has the internet divided about whose side they're supposed to take. And personally, in my personal opinion, they both look like idiots. There is no right or wrong in this situation. Both of them are wrong. That is just my personal opinion. It really comes down to so many. There are so many different things that we could talk about as it pertains to this situation. But the first and foremost This just reads to me as simply a situation of when privilege collides. This is not only the epitome of a first world problem, but it is also just such a testament to American culture in the sense that American culture is generally a very me, 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 myself and I, my comfort first, I, 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 me, I am the center of everything. It is such an American phenomenon that to me, both of these people would not see 
anything wrong with their behavior. So remember when you were coming up, right? And somebody told you, your mom, your dad, your teacher, a respected elder, somebody told you never to argue with a fool because from a distance, people can't tell which one is which. This is that exact situation. And she recorded it, which is just another testament to the cultural lexicon we are living in, that in every sign of slight discomfort or slight confrontation, people pull out their phones and start recording as opposed to trying to just diffuse the situation. So in the culture I grew up in, Nigerian culture is very much based around courteousness, etiquette in the sense of basically trying to make others around you feel comfortable. So this is not something that I would ever see happen on a flight if I was going to Nigeria or just something that would not happen. That's something that I would not personally experience or would not personally do because of the culture that I was raised in. So even though I was raised obviously here in America, my parents are Nigerian. So the primary cultural influences that have shaped me were those that were learned in the household that I was growing in, which is a Nigerian household. So this very me, 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 self-centered American culture is something that even though I am a part of, it's almost like I'm observing it from the outside in, if that makes sense. So what's interesting to me, though, is coming back to it, this is a situation that supposedly has the internet divided. You know, so many people have different opinions about it. And they're saying that the woman is wrong, the man is wrong. I'm going to talk about it from three different layers, three different perspectives for the purposes of this podcast, because I really could talk about this all day. The first perspective is going to be plain etiquette. Just because you can do something on a plane doesn't mean you should. Then there's also the male privilege and patterns of male behavior, because it, my opinion And I would comfortably put money down on the fact that if the woman, if that was a a man sitting in front of him and not a woman, he would not have done that. He would not have been punching the seat in front of him like that if that seat had been occupied by another man and not by a woman. And then there is just, I'm going to be honest and say it, there's just a white privilege aspect of this. (laughs) So we're going to talk about it from those three perspectives. The plain etiquette. There are so many patterns of behavior that people exhibit on planes that make zero sense to me. As a person who is huge on etiquette, Things that people do on planes drive me legitimately insane. So as it pertains to the entire situation, I've seen people say, well, she has the right to recline her seat. She absolutely, Wendy absolutely had the right to recline her seat. She paid for her seat. It goes back. You pay for your seat. If it goes back, you absolutely have the right to recline it. It is what it is. But maybe why don't you look behind you and see if your behavior is impacting someone else. So it was really nice of her to put her seat up when they were eating. Very kind of her. Did she have to do that? No, that was very considerate of her to do. But I wonder if he would have just opened up his mouth and said, excuse me, ma'am, could you please raise your seat up? If things would have gotten that far. I don't think so. I don't think that things would have gotten that far. But anyways, 
She paid for her seat. She has the right to recline that seat. If it goes back and if that's what she wants to do, then I guess that's what she wants to do. And I guess she's able to do that. So on planes, people have the right to take off their shoes and put them on the seat in front of them, on the armrest in front of them. People have the right to hog the armrests. People have the right to turn on the reading light above them when the entire plane is dark. People have the right to get up and out of their seat and up and out of their seat and up and out of their seat, regardless of whether the seatbelt sign is on or not. And these are all things you have the right to do on planes. Just because you, however, have the right to do them, doesn't mean you should do these things. Absolutely not. It's common sense, but people do them anyway. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. People are, you have your people who are generally very considerate people. I would like to say that I would like to toot my own horn (laughs) and believe that I am a considerate person as it applies to being on a plane. But there are not people out there like that. So a general rule of thumb as it pertains to plane etiquette is to just be considerate of others. I am one of those people that because I am crazy, I fly terribly, I have terrible travel-related anxiety. So I do everything in my power to maintain a level-headed, comfortable space where my anxiety is not ricocheting through the roof. But there are only so many things that I can do that I can control. And the rest of it is just up to Jesus and hopefully sane people that I'm flying with on a plane. So one of the things that I feel that could have prevented this situation is if Homeboy had bought his ticket in advance and maybe not ended up not maybe waiting to the last minute to buy the last seat on the plane because who willingly let's think about this for a second who willingly buys the last seat on or sorry not the last seat on the plane because I probably was the last seat on the plane but who buys the seat at the end of the plane right by the bathroom No one willingly buys that. That's probably too, let me rephrase that. Someone probably willingly buys it, but A, it comes down to a matter of probably financial resources. So maybe that was the cheapest ticket he could afford. So he did something that was convenient for him in purchasing the cheapest ticket that he could afford. And he expected people to compensate for him. It doesn't work like that, Chad. You can't do what you want to do and expect people to move around you. Wendy was very nice and pulled her seat up when you asked her to while you were eating. But she has the right to recline that seat. Now, Wendy, just because you had the right to do it, does it mean you should have done it? No, but it is just what it is. And we're moving past the plain etiquette aspect of this because there are certain things that people are just not, not going to agree on. My, my aspect or my rationale of thinking when it comes to plain etiquette is this. We are in a small cylindrical tube flying through the air. And the only thing that is keeping us in the air is science and Jesus. It is a very nerve wracking experience for a lot of people. So the very least that you can do in that space is to be considerate. Keep yourself small, be quiet, and try not to fart. That's it. 
I ask so little. I ask so little of people. And that's my bit on plain etiquette. Moving on to the second layer of this, for me, this comes down to Chad's behavior. That's just what I'm going to call him from here on out. Uh, His name is Chad. Wendy didn't give his name in her Twitter rundown, so I'm just going to be calling him Chad because that's just a lot easier for me. And he kind of looks like a Chad or maybe a Jeff. I don't know. But if you've seen the video, you can let me know what you think he looks like. To me, he looks like a Chad. So the second layer of this is male privilege and patterns of behavior. So I was talking to my snow bay about this story. That's what I call my husband. Um, I was talking to him about this. I just gave him a loose rundown of it. And without missing a beat, he said Wendy was in the wrong. Not surprising to me. But my husband is 6'4". He is a very tall human being. And you know how some people are 6'4", and some of it is upper body and torso? No, he is 70% legs. So when we sit on planes, it is very uncomfortable for him. So I can automatically understand him being so seriously impacted by someone reclining their seats. And if someone in front of him who has the right to recline their seats, when they've done that, Snow Bay will just tap them on the shoulder and be like, excuse me, can you please pull your seat up? And 100% of the time, no one has ever said no to him. They always pull their seat up. I personally, just because sometimes I can be a little petty, if he did that to me, I'd be like, nope, you'll deal. (laughs) But every single person he has asked ever to pull up their seat has pulled up their seat for him. And so him being, it was not surprising to me though that I have seen a lot of men defend Chad's behavior. See, here's the thing. Men are socialized very different from women as it pertains to how much space that they take up. Women are socialized to be small, to make ourselves small, to take up as little space as possible, to make everybody around us comfortable. The comfort of women is an afterthought. The comfort of men is the primary thought. We, are, we socialize boys and girls that way. And I want you to observe this. A great way to observe this and something that I know so clearly after riding public transit for 10 years... Over 10 years at this point, in different states, even in different countries, the way we socialize boys and girls who become men and women, it is not any more clear than on public transportation. Example, something I see on a near daily basis. If a man is sitting on a seat on the metro, and an empty seat is next to him. If a woman takes that seat, the man will not move his body at all to make her comfortable, to create more space. He won't close his legs. Some men, in fact, I've even noticed, some men will in fact open their legs even wider because we all know that they've got two grapefruits and a baby of uh, the banana down there. All men are just walking around with grapefruits and bananas in their pants so they're incapable of closing their legs. So this is why we just must tolerate manspreading. Yes, a woman will sit down next to them and they will not adjust themselves to make that woman comfortable to not touch her person. But if a man sits down in that empty seat next to another man, both men 
will go out of their way to not touch each other. All of a sudden, the two grapefruits and a banana in their pants turn into two peas and a baby carrot, and they're able to close their legs and avoid touching each other. This is how men are socialized in public. This is how men are socialized, and this is how it manifests itself in public spaces. I would put good money, like I said earlier, I would put money on the fact that Chad would not have sat there and proceeded to punch this woman's seat repeatedly. He would not do that to her if she was a William instead of a Wendy occupying that space. I would put $500 on it right now. Come at me. If somebody has this information, please let me know because I want to talk to him about this and he'll probably lie for the money, but it is what it is. I just know that most men would not, they don't antagonize men. They don't treat men, other men, as they're comfortable treating women. So to me, this comes down to this man thought that his comfort was more important than Wendy's. Now, Wendy said that she had a back issue and, you know, there was a slipped disc, I think she said. So maybe she was reclining her seat for her own personal comfort, for her own health problems. And if she did, in fact, get whiplash from this, I'm kind of rolling my eyes here because I don't think I saw the video. And granted, it was a short video. But from what I saw, him punching her seat like that, I don't think it's enough to give her whiplash. I don't. I really don't. So this is a male privilege, male patterns of behavior things. I've seen it myself many times. I've been on the Metro when I used to sit down. Now I'm a stander. I need to be by the emergency exits. It is just what it is for me. But that's just how my brain works. (laughs) I'm not proud of it, but it is what it is. But anyways, I have had to ask men to close their legs or to take their bodies off of me. One guy, as a matter of fact, I was sitting on the Metro. I was sitting in a seat. He sits down next to me and he proceeds to open a newspaper that he was reading. You know those old school papers you sat down on them at the day and these are full that newspapers and they take up like three feet of space. This man had the nerve to sit down next to me and open up this newspaper in my face, on my body. It was as if I was invisible to him. And so what did I do? Well, Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. 22-year-old Sasha wasn't built like that, okay? I'm working on it. I'm still a work in progress. But 22-year-old Sasha slapped the crap out of that newspaper. And I was like, get it out of my face. And he was shocked that I would do that. And I'm shocked that he would open up a newspaper in my face like that. But you know what? Like I said, men are socialized to just take up space. It's as if they do not realize that there are people around them and that that maybe they should shrink themselves into the space that they're in. So it's not surprising to me that the responses that I've seen from this from mostly men are, she was totally in the wrong and Chad was absolutely right. No, it's not it, this, just the responses I've seen about who's wrong and who's right. And for the purposes of clarity, in my opinion, they're both wrong. But it's not surprising to me that I would see men the majority of men that I've seen responding to it automatically say that she's wrong for that, unsurprising to me. And the last, so I've touched on two aspects of this, the male privilege, male patterns of behavior, and just general plain etiquette. Y'all, this is some white privilege (laughs) at play. Because let me 
tell you something. The fact that Wendy called the flight attendant over and explained the situation to her and the flight attendant offered Chad a drink instead of dragging him off that plane, him getting tased, having the police called, arrested, pulled off the plane, that right there would not happen if Chad was not a white man. I tell you, some white dudes get away with murder, okay? With murder. I see that happen. I wish, I wish that I could do something like that to someone because Wendy is calling it assault. And I don't honestly know if his behavior constitutes assault. I don't know. Um, I'm not really clear on that. But if she wants to, if she felt violated, then she, I'm fine. She can call it assault and we'll call it that. So his assault on her and the flight attendant's response to it, I would put money on the fact that that response would have been totally different had he not been a white male. Because there are certain things that white people do that they can absolutely get away with that if I tried to do it or a male that looked like me tried to do it, it would not have been going down like that. The other aspect of it, the, the Karen of it all, is that this woman is considering calling the, getting the FBI involved and arresting him because she suffered from injuries. Now, I know y'all talk about Permit, Permit Patty, Barbecue Becky, all of these white women using the police, using police resources for personal vendettas. We've seen a slew of that in 2018, 2019, 2000. Um, we haven't seen it yet in 2020, but now that I'm saying it, it'll be like Beetlejuice. I'll say it two more times, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And next week we'll see on the internet a video of a white woman accosting someone and then calling police and abusing police resources again. We haven't seen it yet, but 2020 is very young. So just this casual, comfortable abuse of police resources is steeped in white privilege because it's only, I've never met a person of color that is comfortable dispatching the, the, the resources of the police to exact their own personal vendettas. That, that, that's wild. I would never consider doing something like that. I live in a place that's super duper white and the police would come at my beck and call. And then I imagine they'd come and they'd be like, oh, well, let me just go ahead and leave the situation. It's not that serious, but it's just the privilege of it all. This is why I say when privilege collides, because that is the first, that was my first thought when I saw the video of this happen, when I read what had happened and the responses that I read. What have we gleaned from this? What have we learned from this? I have no idea. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about it because it was something happening in the news that has been making me crack up for the past like two days. And I wanted to share it because it's funny and it's a, you know, cultural current event that's happening right now. It's gone. I think it's the first real viral, maybe second or third viral thing of the year, but it's got the internet divided. I, I don't think this is something that should have anyone divided. If you are a rational level-headed person, just able to be slightly empathetic because at the end of the day, I'm a tall human being. I'm, I'm a tall for a woman. I'm 5'8". I'm an average size person, so I can fit in most places. I like to call myself a medium individual. <laughs> so I can fit in most plane seats comfortably. 
size-wise, you know, width-wise, I guess, height-wise, it's a little uncomfortable for me. And when people recline in front of me, I, you know, I, I, it's not a big deal to me. They can recline, they can do it for my husband. It's very irritating, but he's 6'4", and he's a man. And you know, men, they got their opinions. <laughs> and so I guess my perspective of it is coming from a black female perspective who was raised in a culture where this would not be an issue. But I think not even looking at it from that perspective, but also just an empath perspective, I honestly see both of their sides. And so if you can see both of their sides, you can understand how both of them are wrong. Because yes, while you can understand that he was uncomfortable with the seat on his knees, she may have been uncomfortable because of the issues that were going on with her discs. And I really hope if she really did and is suffering permanent injuries from this, that's really sad. But I don't think she's right. I don't think he's right. They're both wrong. But who is the most wrong in all of these and all of this, uh, this entire situation? American Airlines. American Airlines is wrong because they need to just maybe make those seats a little bit bigger, make the seat, the space in between seats just a little bit bigger so people are not crammed into these seats and we're not suffering like farm animals on these planes. But that right there is another topic for another day. I know I'm going to suffer this year. I've mapped out how many trips that were going on. And I think I'm going to be on a plane at least five times this year. So y'all pray for me. But most importantly, pray for Snow Bay and his knees. (laughs) So let me know what you guys think. Have you even heard about it? Like if you've heard about it, let me know who you think is wrong or right. Or if you think the entire thing is foolish. Or if you just got a good laugh from this situation like I did. Till next time, y'all. Peace out.